What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You are tuned into the Fistful of Cash podcast. I am your host, Dale Lippin, in here with the co-host, my bro, Soup. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Uh, just enjoying the official kickoff of week one, sitting here watching UCF absolutely throttle uh, Connecticut tonight. So, as expected, but, you know, there's there's a full slate of games tonight. I'll probably be up all night watching the end of these, but uh, I'm ready, man. I'm ready, too. And I got to <clears> say, <throat> the only thing that's worse than the beatdown that UConn's getting right now was your audio from last week. Um, that was bad. And I'm going to go ahead and start this one out right away by saying, my bad. I dropped the ball editing on that. So this week, the audio will be way better. So apologies all around on that one. Yeah. uh, I noticed it from the get-go, but it seemed to be clear. And then, like you said, we missed it on the editing. So we'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I edit with a headset on. So I have it up and I can hear it and it sounds fine to me. But then publishing, getting in the car in the morning, I'm like, let me see how we sound. It was, I had to have my my truck volume maxed out in order to hear you. Um, and I'm, if I was like that, I'm sure other people had it even worse than that. So this, th- this last week's episode was probably a headphone only kind of deal for most people in order to get that to work. So this week will hundred percent be better, which is good because people are going to want to hear the breakdown for the games, like the slate of games that we're getting ready to give away on these public picks. So I'm going to go ahead and make it dealer's choice. What do you want to start out with this week? Um, let's see. Well, you know, we can start out. We'll just go in the slate of the the actual order of the games and which um, when they're going to kick off. So um, the first game that we'll cover is going to be the uh, Lane Kiffin's FAU versus uh, Oklahoma. They kick off at noon on Saturday. Let's go. The pride of Boca Raton. Let's get it. Yeah. Um, this was a tough game to pick, honestly, because, um, you know, Oklahoma's got their new quarterback coming in and Kyler Murray. We don't really know what to fully expect. Obviously, he was a high school star. He's a dual sport athlete. Everybody's got, you know, extremely high hopes for this kid. Right. Me being one of them. Um, that's literally the only reason I probably watch this game. I fully expect Oklahoma to win it in comfortable fashion. But both teams do have quite the electric offense. Lane Kiffin, you know, his FAU squad's no joke. <clears throat> They've got DeAndre Johnson back from his blood clots, so they got their quarterback. Um, neither team plays defense. You know, Lane Kiffin teams don't really play defense, and Oklahoma plays in the Big 12, so we know they don't play defense. Um, the over-under actually, I think it opened at like 64 and a half, and last I checked, it was bet up almost six points to 70. I saw today at 70. Yeah, 70 is a lot. You know, I get it's Oklahoma, it's FAU, but 70 is a lot of points because if Oklahoma gets up big early, I don't expect that to happen. But if they would, you're going to see a guy like Kyler Murray come off the field. You're going to see, you're going to see backups come in. You know, it's going to be like, like Ohio State does. You're going to see a lot of second and third stringers getting reps because a lot of these guys will be gone after three years. A lot of, none of these guys stay till they're seniors. So you want to see what you've got you know, behind them, especially right. knowing Kyler Murray's gone next year. He's going to play baseball. Yeah, I think you're right. I, and I think once they get up to cruising altitude, so to speak, um, 
I'm with you. I think they're going to probably start pulling some people. And you know what? I think that's one of the one that's one of the opportunities too. Where let's say Oklahoma goes up three touchdowns and they start to pull back a little bit, FAU will sneak something in there and cover. Um, right, right, right. FAU, which I think is, not- I think that's yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I'm just gonna just to say like Lane Kiffin's never going to let off the gas. Right. It doesn't matter if he's down sixty or up sixty. Lane Kiffin's going full throttle from the get go. Yeah. No, so I I like FAU to cover in this game. How do you feel? Yeah, um, that's that's my pick. I'm saying FAU plus twenty one and a half. Um, so you're getting that extra half point. So they lose by three touchdowns, you still cover, which I like that. Um, it's, I think, like you said, that's probably going to be the case. I like Oklahoma up probably twenty seven or twenty one, and then FAU, you know keeps pushing and gets a late touchdown and loses by, you know, 14 or 17 points or something like that. I'll go out there and I I think we agreed on a score of something, something along the lines of like Oklahoma 38 to 24. Yeah. Something like that. I'm with you on that. I think that especially with Kiffin being at FAU now, and I don't, I I don't even know if you can count this as like his chances at redemption because he's been such a journeyman the last couple of years. It seems like everything's like his chance to start anew. I think though, with a game like this, he's just going to refuse to roll over and die regardless of how bad they're getting beat. So I guess my advice would be to the listeners. Don't be overwhelmed and upset. If there's 12 minutes left in the game and FAU's down by four touchdowns. Like, just wait it out. I think they're going to cover. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I think that's, you know, twenty one and a half. I definitely I, I think we'll be all right there. So I like I like your I like your pick for this one. Yeah, a lot of points for a good offense <clears throat> and a quarterback who's actually proven himself at the college level. Don't get me wrong, Kyler Murray's a better quarterback. But we haven't seen it yet. And you see a lot of times you see, you know, freshman stars coming in and just not panning out. I don't think that's the case with him, but it is his first game. He's got some big shoes to fill and big game Baker. Like that's not an easy person to take over for. Um, so, yeah, 21 and a half FAU lock it in. That's that's my pick. Yeah, I, I'm on board with you with that one. What do you got next? What, what I can't I'm trying to remember what all we covered on Tuesday's show. Okay, well, we've we've got one. We didn't cover this on Tuesday's show, but it also kicks off at noon on Saturday. And it's, you know, near and dear to your heart. Um, You know it is. We've got number 23, Texas, at Maryland, minus 13 and a half. Um, The Longhorns are getting a lot of love this preseason. I mean, people are picking them to win the Big 12. They had their ups and downs last year. They started off slow with the beatdown from Maryland opening week. But I think these guys have a lot to prove, and I think they're going to come out and prove it. I really do. Um, DJ Moore's gone from Maryland, which is huge because he absolutely torched the Longhorns secondary last year. Yeah, he lit them up. Texas has their star returning, and Sam Ellinger, a quarterback. I mean, this kid's a dual-threat quarterback. He's good. He's tough. He makes the right throws. He throws on the run. He's not afraid to get hit. 
I like him to start off the season on a strong note, and I like Texas to cover these 13 and a half. It's similar to the FAU. FAU was 21 and a half, so you've got the three touchdowns you cover. With this 13 and a half, two touchdowns you cover. So, uh, you know, I, I like the half point when it plays in your favor. You know, the half point obviously sucks when it doesn't play in your favor. But uh, Texas minus 13 and a half, um, I, think, I think that's the play in this game. Yeah. And, you know, like you, like you said, it's it's near and dear to my heart, and it's not because I like Texas. I am a terp till I die, hell in a shell. Let's get it. Um, but I agree with you on this. I think Texas is going to win this game going away. I don't know how competitive it's going to be. I don't necessarily think it's going to be an ass-whipping, but I definitely think that they are going to win the game. 13.5 seems about right. Um, I would probably – put the game closer to 17, but I, you know, 13 and a half, you know, it, it seems right. Eyeball test. It seems right. And you know me, I'm a big, I don't superstition. Isn't the word, but I, I, I don't know. I like to take the human factor into some things. You know, I, I know that, that numbers reign supreme and stats are, are the almighty, but I do a, I put a human effect to some of my picks and with all the off season stuff that's going on with Maryland, I just don't see them coming out and being ready uh, mentally for a game like this. I just don't, you know, if they had started the season out with, I don't know, like a Boston college or somebody like that, maybe, but getting this hyped up Texas team with the year that Maryland's gone through, you know, with the loss of a player and the coaching staff shuffle around, just the mess that that program is right now. Um, I think Texas, I think Texas covers this easy 13 and a half. Yeah. Texas all day. Hook them horns. Um, yeah, that's, that. Yeah. that's, I don't have anything else to say about it. Cause I think, I think, that's, <clears throat> I think that's one of the easier picks this week is that Texas game. Yeah, it's funny. Game. It's funny that you said seventeen, because um, so all these picks we're going over, they're included um, on the Patreon page. Uh, we're just going through the ones that we gave you a sneak peek towards on Tuesday. But every top twenty-five game is covered on our Patreon page. There's a breakdown of every single game, and you know, just for fun, a little score prediction at the end of each breakdown. And you said that you think this is closer to a 17 point game. <clears throat> I actually have Texas winning 31 or 38 to 21. 17. Do you really? I do. So I'm going to have to go look. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look. That's good. Yeah. I mean, that, that realistically, I think that's what it's going to be, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, and then our third game on Saturday, um, I would have liked to have covered covered this last, but we, you know, we started with in order they kick off. Yeah, this this is the game of the week. Um, this is the game potentially of the year for these I two know. teams for in week one too, which is why right. The, these two teams, this is their biggest game. You can argue that Auburn's going to have to play Bama, but if Auburn doesn't win this game, then playing Bama is irrelevant. You're right. So we've got number six Washington. Get, uh, getting two points against number nine Auburn that kicks off three thirty on Saturday. Um, I alluded I alluded to this on our Tuesday episode, but like I said, this is the game you guys need to see. Um, in my opinion, the two best defensive units in the country going head to head week one. 
both these teams are, you know, they're in talks about the playoffs. I've seen a lot of guys picking Washington to sneak in in that fourth playoff spot behind your three favorites in Bama, Georgia, and Clemson. I've seen a lot of guys taking Washington to sneak in in that fourth spot. They've got to win this game, and they're coming in at the dog. But they've got their man, their senior quarterback, and Jake Browning coming back. They've got nine other starters on offense coming back. Auburn's defense, you know, they're tough. They're stout. They don't give up anything silly. They're a smart defense. They make you work for your yards. Two good defenses like this. I think the over on, I think the over is, I think it's 48 and a half. That's high to me. Um, I'm going, you know, I'm going with the with the parlay on this. I'm going Washington to win outright at a plus one ten. Okay. If you want to, if you want to play it safe, if you think Auburn can win this game twenty one twenty, take the two points. That's fine. It's not a big difference in your money. But I'm going Washington outright and under forty eight and a half in this game. So did you did you run the figures on that and see what that comes in at that parlay? Yeah, it should come in something like two and a half to one on your money, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I believe that. I, I believe a two teamer with a plus one ten would come in at something like that. Right. Uh, let me. I can actually check real quick. Give me one second. Yeah. You're, and while you know, while you're looking at that, I'll tell you why I like what you're saying here. And one, um, I like Washington in this game as well. Um, and you know, we had talked about it before off air. Week one is always sketchy for me, and I always feel more comfortable with the unders on week one because offenses haven't really had that. Um, you know, they've got a they've got an idea of what game speed looks like against themselves. You know, first team, second team stuff, but to get out there with another team that's as hyped up and ready to go week one and running at that speed. There's an adjustment period that takes place, and especially with teams with two outstanding defenses, how quick can that offense get into motion and start moving the ball down the field? Um, because it's a matter of those defenses being hyped up and trying to shut everything down while those offenses are trying to get things clicking and get the ball moving. So I like the under a lot in this game. I like the unders as a whole in week one. Um, you're probably not going to hear me throughout the season go for unders that often. I don't particularly like betting unders. Plus, I think it makes the game boring, cheering for people to score less. But I like the under in this one a lot. I think 48 and a half, I agree with you, is high. But I do have something that I want to run by you. Okay. Um, did you get real quick? Did you did you find that, that yeah. line? Yeah, so if you played at Washington plus two and the under, you're looking at two and a half to one on your money. Um, if you play Washington at the plus one ten, winning outright in the under, you're looking at like it's like two point nine, almost three to one on your money. Which is great. I think I think both of those are, are very good plays, and it's a good opportunity to move a lot of units. Um, I feel confident in that being a higher unit bet. I don't know how you feel. Yeah, for sure. Um if I was going, you know, like a five unit bet, I'd go strictly the under. I'm a lot more confident in the under than I am Washington winning because yeah. in a low scoring game like this, you know, you, it could swing the other way. But like I said, Washington, you've got two great defenses. Washington has their senior quarterback. Jake Browning is, has proven himself. 
and I like him to get enough, you know, to get it done in the fourth quarter in Washington, 20 to 17, something like that, 21, 17, something along those lines. And I think you're absolutely right. And I think this could probably be one of those games that's won by a field goal with three minutes left. Um, seems seems pretty feasible to me. Uh, 2017 seems absolutely the right call on that. But what I wanted to ask you, and you know, I know you've heard me talk about this for years, and the, come college basketball season, people will hear me say this phrase so much, they'll probably, probably start writing about it. I'll be getting hate mail. Um, how much of the pedigree of program comes into play here? Uh, you know, the guys that are looking at, you know, that are coming out of high school and they're going to the, you know, these Nike camps and stuff like that and schools that are looking at them, you know, I would like to think that they look at a school like Auburn and say, you know, while Washington's a great school, but do I have a better chance of winning a national championship if I go to Auburn? Right. Or are they pull, are they pulling the recruiting classes that would say, you know, the the second string corner on Auburn is he as good as your first string corner for Washington? Or is he that far below him? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, th- there's got to be in these programs. I know Washington's been on the come up the last, you know, heck, almost ten years now. But the I still feel like the the recruits that Auburn is going to pull on a whole are going to average out to be higher than what they're seeing talent wise go to Washington on a regular basis. Now Washington gets their stars. There's no doubt about it, but. I'm saying overall average pedigree of program. I think Auburn's pulling higher, which makes me wonder about once these two juggernauts get out there and start slapping helmets together, how this is going to play out. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'd agree with you. But Washington's one of those schools where guys stay all four years. So a lot of these guys, you're looking at juniors and seniors who have been playing together for at least three years. Um, I mean, it's, the, the same argument was made when, you know, Boise was making their case to get to the national championship and everybody's saying, oh no, you know, they're not that good. They don't play good enough teams. They don't play in the SEC. They don't play in, you know, the big 10. And then we watched that bowl game against Oklahoma and Boise beat them. Yeah. They used Washington, some trickery, but yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Washington plays in the PAC 12 and the PAC 12 Every year has one or two teams, you know, they've got Oregon, they've got their Stanford's, you know, they've got Washington, um, UCLA with Rosen was there, was always a threat. Um, but outside of that, you know, I, I get it. They don't play the competition. And I think that's why they scheduled Auburn this early in the season to make a statement and watching them against <clears throat> granted Saquon Barkley didn't play, but in the Fiesta Bowl last year, they played Penn State. That was a really entertaining game. You know, Absolutely. Washington held their own with a Big Ten powerhouse. I don't personally think, you know, I know <clears throat> Auburn crushed Georgia in the regular season, and then Auburn went and beat Alabama. But then they had to play Georgia in the SEC championship and they got molly whopped. Right. Auburn had a hot streak of about three or four weeks last year, which really boosted them in the rankings. 
coming into this year, I know it's a new year, you know, they, they, they brought in some kids, but I still like Washington's experience to pull out a tough week one low scoring game. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on this. I just, you know, especially like I said, once we get to college basketball, you know, I'll talk about pedigree of program a lot more. I just, I just wanted your two cents on that. Um, right. So moving on away from this game. So, I mean, just to recap real quick, the play is Washington and the under at 48 and a half. We feel Correct. On, on both those. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, so moving on, you know, again, there was, there was a little bit more in-depth discussion on this, this game uh, on the Tuesday show uh, than, and probably even that we need to get into on this show. Um, Cause I know you and, and, and Thorne covered this, but Tennessee versus WVU, you've had a couple days to marinate on it. It's getting closer. Anything changed? How do you feel? What do you like? What do you don't like? Nah, uh, WVU covers the nine and a half. It's at a neutral site. Um, they don't have to go down to Tennessee and play. They've got a neutral ground, two names, Will Greer, David Sills. They're going to torch that Tennessee secondary, West Virginia, 42, 24. Okay. I'm with, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I, I bought WVU down just for the sake of just guaranteed victory even more, but I think the nine and a half is still a super safe play. Um, I think they're going to light Tennessee on fire. Um, so nine and a half. I, I mean, that's just, I, I feel more confident with this than any of the other ones that we're going to say this, this week that this could be a super high unit play. How do you feel? Yeah. Um, I think in my breakdown, I think I said something like it's, I think it's, I think I said it's a line that I like the most out of anything all weekend. Um, <clears throat> a lot of guys are saying, don't believe the hype in WVU. Um, I'm believing the hype in WVU. I, I watched Will Greer at Florida. The kid had the talent, you know, he had his little PD mix up. He came to West Virginia, sits in this system and he's perfect for it. It's huck em, chuck em football at its finest. Yeah. I, I, I fully expect, uh, fireworks and, uh, you know, just WV star city is going to be rocking. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm with you all day on this, uh, WVU, uh, side note real quick. Did I ever tell you about the time I drove, I was driving back down South. It was after a WVU game. We were, we left, we left Pittsburgh and we were driving back down here. This was years ago. And it was, oh man, I, I, I say it was probably two hours after the game had ended and traffic had broken and everything else. And we were on 19, I want to believe it was. And we were on the, we were right past where like uh, 79, 19 are. And there was an RV like right, right outside of Star City, just completely ablaze on the side of the road. There was no oh. fire. There was no fire truck, no first, no, no, no first responders of any sort, no people standing by, nothing like that. It was just everybody just sitting in traffic and sort of just came out around it. And there's just this RV with nobody even standing by it, just completely engulfed in flames. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not surprised at all. <clears throat> I know that 
Thorne and I will both be in attendance for the week nine matchup, Oklahoma at what, uh, at WVU. Oh, and I know that, you know, if WVU goes into that game undefeated and pulls out a win against Oklahoma, that, that Morgantown will, will be set on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember even doing, um, whenever they had the uh, NCAA basketball tournament and they gave West Virginia a, a seed that let them play at Pittsburgh, it was a home game. I mean, oh, it yeah. was, I, we went there and it was just absolute chaos. So I can't even imagine, you know, if they put on the season that you and I think that they're going to put on, that Thorne thinks they're going to put on, um, and they live up to the hype, they're literally going to have to send disaster relief funds to Morgantown because it's going to be wild. They're they're just gonna it's uh, it's going to look like the book of Eli there by the end of the season. Um, so <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be crazy. So um, that being said, you know I know this one's near and dear to your heart more than anything else, and we'll we'll end it on this one. We've got Michigan Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, God, it sucks. <clears throat> I never thought I would ever pick Michigan to beat Notre Dame, but I am. I'm taking, you know, go blue. I'm taking them over my Irish. I get it's in South Bend. Um, Notre Dame's the higher ranked team. But their defense and their offensive line after this senior year leaving and this year's draft, we've got so many holes that need to be filled. And I don't know if they've got the talent to fill those holes right now. You know, guys might emerge. You know, you might – it's it's Notre Dame. They produce offensive linemen like Penn State produces linebackers and Georgia produces running backs. Right. That's what they do. But coming in week one against a Michigan team that's experienced and talented, um, they got rid of that god-awful Wilton Spate, their quarterback who transferred to UCLA, who actually Chip Chip Kelly actually announced today that he's starting week one. So I might be throwing a play on Cincinnati this weekend, a little side bet, um, Cincinnati against UCLA. I don't even know what the line is. I just know Wilton Spate's a dumpster fire. Um, but Michigan brought in Shea Patterson from Ole Miss, you know, the kid's talented, man. He, I think he's geared and ready. He bought into Harbaugh. Harbaugh bought into him. The whole team apparently loves him. He's, he is their locker room leader and he's only been there for a couple months. I hope, I hope to, you know, I pray to touchdown Jesus that I'm wrong, but I'm taking Michigan to win in a pick em. I'm saying Michigan 27-17. Let me ask you this. I agree with you. I'm going to I'm going to start by saying I think Michigan wins this. Um and I think that they're going to win this based upon what I think the answer to the question I'm about to ask you is is Harbaugh on the hot seat? Yeah, I I truly you know he could be. He really I mean, I could think be. He has to win this game. He's got to put something he's he's got they've they have to have a great season this year. He can't come out with a mediocre season, they've got to, I think this has to be a statement win for them right from the jump because I, you know, I don't necessarily know if that's like a hot take per se. I don't know if he's coaching for his job, but I think that seat's a lot warmer than it's ever been. 
Um, yeah, and and to come out week one and win a very long rivalry game in you know in Notre Dame, that would be you know that'll put some ice on that seat. That'll cool it down real quick if he right. were able to come out and win this. Now, if he goes out and gets you know smacked by Ohio State later in the year, it might heat up a little bit more. But right now, we're just focusing on week one, and I agree with you. He needs to win this game. But on the other side of the ball, you bring up hot seats. Brian Kelly is on the hot seat. Yeah, absolutely. Guys don't last at Notre Dame real long without making national championships. And I get he made you know he made his one, and they got smoked by Alabama. Absolutely smoked. That was so painful for me to watch. But outside of that, they haven't had a back-to-back double-digit season, like win-wise, and I think it's 17 years. Right. It's been a long time since Notre Dame's put two seasons back-to-back, and this is their chance. You know that they got the 10 wins last year. We'll see if they can do it this year. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't mention him because I, you know, not not to be a jerk about it, but. I th- I was just operating. That was more of a. I don't know. I guess I, I'm guessing that that took less insight to see that he that guy. He, right. he you know he he is he's absolutely on the hot seat. I mean he's got to. Uh, you know, Coach Kelly absolutely has to have a breakout season. I mean, and it's got to be. I would say they got to do. I, I'd say at least twelve wins, at least, or they're going to be shopping. Yeah. Um... A two-loss season, he might be safe, but if they lose three games, I, I, I don't see Brian Kelly being there much longer. I really don't. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we covered everything that we covered on Tuesday, or that we alluded to on Tuesday. We didn't miss well, anything, did we? Yeah, I, I don't want to cut the listeners short. There were two games that we talked about. I'm just going to go through them real quick. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, Miami at LSU on Sunday, Sunday night game. I'm taking Miami money, money line at minus 170. They're a better team. Um, LSU's offense is not good. You know, they've got a good defense, but Miami's got a proven offense. They've got Rozier coming back. Um, I think they're minus three and a half. I don't like that spread. So I'm just going with the money line at minus 170. And then Monday night, great way to end week one. We've got Virginia Tech at Florida State. Uh, Two big ACC schools. This will be a fun game to watch. I'm calling it now. Ugly game but beautiful at the same time. A perfect way to cap off the weekend. I'm going Florida State wins 23-20 with a game-winning field goal as time expires by uh, Aguayo. Ooh, uh, all right. Well, that's – see, now we're now we're getting specific, and I love specific bets. I, I absolutely love that. Um, so the, the pick on that game is the under, under 56.5. Okay. Under 56.5 in the Florida State game. I like that. I like that, absolutely. Um so for I know you alluded to it earlier. Like I said, we want to be we want to be respectful of people's time with this. Um, a full breakdown of every top twenty five team and their games for this weekend is are it's actually available right now on our Patreon page. It's part of our tier two membership plan. If you sign up for the tier two membership plan, you get a whole month worth of every weekend. We're going to do top twenty five breakdowns. Uh, for college football. And you're also going to get every fight that takes place on a UFC card that month as well. So from the fight pass cards all the way up to the main events, those are covered and uh, tier two members will get top 25 football as well. So we're literally offering gigantic 
bundles, really. I mean, if you're talking about a weekend, uh, like next weekend, you know, you're looking at that in and of itself right there. You're looking at 13 fights and 25, you know, potentially, you know, 25 games. Let's just say no ranked teams are playing each other next weekend. You're looking at, you know, what could amount to be at one point in time, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of uh, ground you can cover to try to find a wager that suits your style and suits what you're comfortable with. So, you know, again, the challenge is to find a better, a better deal than that. So tier two members, by all means, uh, that tier two membership is going to get you all top 25 uh, college football teams for the entire month. So you're getting four, four weeks worth of um, wagers for one monthly membership fee. So I think it's a great deal. How do you feel about it? Yeah. And even in a week like this where we've got, I think, four or five top 25 matchups and you've got teams like Clemson and Georgia who are playing scrubs and there's not even a line offered because they're, you know, they're going to they're going to crush them. I still think it ended up being like 16 or 17 actual picks, whether it be, you know, the spread, the over under or the money line. So I still think it comes with 16 or 17 picks just this weekend. And that's a big week one with a lot of top 25 matchups. So like you said, over four weeks, you're looking at something along the lines of somewhere between 60 and 80 uh, picks. So for, yeah. What, for, yeah, that is, so a quarter a pick is basically what you're, what you're chipping in here. Right. And there, you know, there's guys on Instagram or, you know, even online that are out there just being ridiculous, offering the same stuff that we're offering for, you know, $150 for a pick, you know, oh, whatever, Joey Slimeball's pick of the week, 150 bucks, and just for them to tell you, pick Miami at minus 170. What? Why right. would you do that? Why? That doesn't make any sense. You know, part of the reason why you and I sat down and wanted to make this podcast is we thought this game, you know, the whole, uh, you know, handicapping game has just been out of whack for forever. And, it's an archaic system, and there's no reason why educated people with information and logic can't go out there and help other people become educated and give them the tools to be successful and ultimately work me out of my job. So let's get it going. Let's win some money. Uh, I'm going to end it on that, and you know, I just want to say, again, we're super thankful for the feedback, and uh, trust me, I heard all about it with Soup's audio this last week. Um, so again, we're fixing that. This it will be fixed. This episode, I'm sure, as you can tell by now, 35 minutes in, uh, one is 10 minutes longer than we want it to be, and two, his audio sounds way better. So thanks for riding with us. We appreciate the support, and you know, the give the gift card giveaway is still going on. 20 reviews. Let's get that going, and you know, let's let's hear some feedback and subscribe on Patreon. Like, subscribe on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. All that stuff. Hit us up as soon as you can. Love to see you. Love to hear from you. And until Tuesday, good luck to everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck, guys. Um, look for look forward to talking to you on Tuesday. Um, we're officially one to know this week. UCF covered the spread, so you know the Knights continue their championship season. That's right. We'll talk That's to right. you guys on Tuesday. <laughs> oh, one parting note, real quick. Uh, as far as public pit picks go, we're at 76% at plus 15 units. So in case you wanted further incentive to go in, just go ahead and throw that out there. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. Uh, wait, wait, clear eyes. Yo, clear eyes. Full fist. Okay.
can't lose, baby. I'll see you guys.